Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, I'm Abby Wamba. Hi, Abby. Thank you for taking the time, as I say to everyone, because I mean it. I love to, I've been starting off lately with like a free association kick where I just say a word and then we just kind of go from there. And I'm torn between tossing the whole podcasting concept aside and going, wait, tell me more about stand-up comedy (laughs) and pulling on the thread of different formats. So just because it's completely random, tell me about the advertising that you created for the sponsors. I'm air quoting, people can't see. Tell me about the advertising that you created when you were first experimenting with creating a podcast. Okay. Uh, Well, I made a podcast, a seven episode podcast called Why We Laugh. Um, during pandemic times, uh, I was starting to do comedy stuff and, um, I studied humor and social change in college, which maybe I'm the only person that's ever had that as their major. And I wanted to look at that again. I wanted to like, think about why people laugh, uh, like what's the purpose of laughter. So I interviewed, um, I interviewed really cool people. People said yes, and I was shocked, but I interviewed um, the- Isn't that that neat as a giant (laughs) gateway? Like, I have a microphone. Do you want to sit in front of it? Yes. (laughs) It was really wild. I mean, some of the people said yes, because they had to, because they're my friends. And one of those people is like um, uh, a psychologist- expert. Um, and she talked about like laughter and connection. One person was the inventor of laughter yoga, uh, who's also a medical doctor. Mm. Anyway, I made these interviews and the format of interviewing, it was interesting to me because I like to talk to people, but it felt like not my, um, genre. (laughs) Like, Mm. uh, but then I was like, Oh, how could I make this more myself and break this up a little bit? And um, I realized that I needed um, to make little commercials uh, for sponsors for my podcast, but I didn't have any sponsors. So I made them up and then I did like 30 to one minute, 30 second to one minute commercials that I released actually that you can email me for if you want them for your podcast. You can email me at <laughs> I want to hear one. Do you, can you do one off the top of your head? If you do stand up comedy, can you do one off the top of your head? <laughs> well, they're like um like they're ads for things like house plants and beanbag <laughs> chairs and voicemail. The voicemail one's pretty easy to do because it's like, are you listening to this podcast and thinking, hey, I like to ask interesting people questions. I have things to say. Maybe I should start a podcast. Well, don't. There are plenty of podcasts out there, and maybe you should start with a voicemail. Like <laughs> something like that. Voicemails are 90% more likely to reach their intended audience. Like <laughs> That's good. Um, <laughs> so it was really fun. And that part was like, I like uh, the format of audio really grabbed me. I was like, I would have an idea. I could write a few lines and then I could figure out with like relative ease how to tell that story quickly, like how to find, I found this CD, this CD, I found an album of like corporate song recordings. Uh, I forget the guy's name, Scott something. Hmm. And I, maybe I can share it with you somehow, but it was like, I listened to a couple of these soundtracks and I was like, Oh, I'm so inspired. So I made like, a bunch of 
ads that were just silly based on like the kind of music that's in like the background of don't sexually harass your employment employee videos. Like it was really right, there's fun. music in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun. And then like that felt just like I made six or something of those in like, I don't know, in one day because I just it was like it caught me. Like it was feverish creation. And then I would creative stick, fever, yes. Yeah. And then I um stuck those in the in the podcast in the interviews and as like brought to you by our sponsors like beanbag chairs and inflammatory opinions and then I would play the ads and it just it made the podcast feel like a lot more mine and like oh like this I did I made this this is part this part is me yeah how um how I, I get two questions. I don't know which to ask. I want to ask how has what you did and what you experimented with and what you learned from podcasting affected or informed your stand up comedy? And I also want to know are you going to make a podcast that is a derivative or drawn from your stand up comedy material? So, um, two unrelated questions. Smash them together yeah. and answer. <laughs> well, I think that's interesting. Like, I started. I took a podcast, the podcasting workshop, um, because I was home with my kids and I like needed, I wanted to figure out a way, a more dynamic way to make something other than writing when performing wasn't like an option. I had just started doing stand up. I started doing stand up in 2020 and like a year ago. And then things closed down in Denmark again. And, um, I, so I like kind of grabbed at like, what can I do that feels like more layered, (laughs) which is like exactly what learning to edit audio and making things like that was for me. (laughs) And then I made this, um, this piece for, uh, for, it wasn't for the workshop, but it was at the end of it. There was like this, um, this festival, this audio festival coming up and it had open submissions. And I am like a sucker for a deadline. Like I love like, Oh, this is a thing you can submit to and you have to do it by this day. I'm like, great. This is the only way I'll do anything. Um, so I made this piece that I was like, I was working a lot on writing at the time and like exploring like gender identity stuff. Um, and I'm a parent and I was like, I really, uh, I, I'm non-binary and a parent. And I really feel like I'm, I, like I'm a mom still. Like my kids call me mom. And um, so I made this piece kind of like being like, is that allowed? Like, am I, can I do? <laughs> this like, what are the rules? Like, do I have to change my pronouns? And um, because, and I pulled this piece from my journal entries and I really did get to like layer it and make it into like, I thought of it like as a thoughtscape, which I don't know if that's a existing term. It feels like one to me, but yeah. like where I like, like layered the thing. So it felt like what was happening in my head when I wrote this stuff. And, and then that actually, that piece really became this stand up set, this five minute stand up set that like got me into the finals of this big competition in the UK and like, I signed with a manager this month. Like it's like, (laughs) and it really like was great for me that I had this audio piece that I really got to look at 
like as this dynamic expression of these things. And then I like, you know, I, I sharpened jokes from it and stuff and it, but it's informed my standup a lot. I think like having this thing that felt more private, I think that's what it was. Like I felt like I could explore more vulnerable themes alone with a microphone than I would have really wanted to like see if it was funny on stage necessarily because it felt really true and like scary. Mm. But then I did it myself um, for this thing and then submitted it to two things. And I just found out, like I made it like in March, but I just found out it got accepted. um, It's going to be published on Transom. Um, And so that's really exciting. Congrats. Uh, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely has impacted my standup a lot. Just like getting to try things in a private way mm-hmm. um, and see if I like them, listen back and like reflect. Um, I'm hearing you talk about like private reflection versus like standup comedy. The I hadn't really thought about stand-up comedy as a way of reflecting on, but I guess there has to be a there has to be a feedback loop about is this material working? Keep it. If this material's not working, chuck it. Um, have you tried? Um, have you been able to take anything from podcasting? Like, in, uh, I'm imagining like my brain's going. What would happen if you had a cardboard cutout of yourself and a microphone, and you did the stand-up comedy? out of sight, you know, so like they're just looking at like a static image of you. If you turned it into a, like, what's a podcast kind of thing. I don't know. I, I've never done. Do you, have you, have you, do you know, Sarah, Sarah Schaefer, Sarah Schaefer is a podcaster. Who <laughs> oh, no, also this has been done. <laughs> no, yeah, well no. better. She did it. Like, this is a great idea. This is what she, she, during the pandemic, she built, she's an incredible artist. Like, I mean, I want, if you're listening, look up me, but also like really look up Sarah Schaefer because she's like a genius. She she made a like a dollhouse version of a comedy club called the Ha Ha Hole. And she invited and she made little dolls of comedians <laughs> and she put them in the stand-up thing. And then she did like Zoom shows. She still is doing them. Zoom shows where she... Um, like has a comedian as like a little doll in the ha ha hole club, like perform with like their voice. And so anyway, she has done that and it's incredible. And her artwork, like her, she's her, her podcast is also really, really good. Um, She's yeah. Anyway, but that's cool. People have done that and it's pretty, it seems pretty neat. <laughs> Once again, everything in the world that I ever thought that I ever thought of has already been done, right? <laughs> I know, isn't it the worst? But it's also kind of the best, so you can't screw it up too much. <laughs> Sometimes when you, oh, I got a great idea, and then you start looking yeah. into it, like, oh, this has been done. Not only that, there's a whole competition for it. Oh, good, I can yeah. leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I feel that too. I feel like relief sometimes. Like I had really um, like big ideas about what I thought education should look like. I was, I'm a, I was a teacher. I do still teach sometimes. And I was like, Oh, and then I kind of like found out that people were doing that stuff and they're it already existed. And I just felt like, Oh, great. Then I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. I can just do stand up comedy and play mm. with and make pretend advertisements. <laughs> If somebody's, um, I'm, I'm wondering about the transformative power of 
getting up on stage, however big that is, and trying to do something on purpose. So like I've often heard talk of the power of yes and as a tool that you refine when doing improv. And I got to believe there are similar life lessons or similar things that you can take away from doing stand-up comedy. So if somebody is somebody who's a podcaster is listening and now, so let's say they're good at the, the internal, the private type of reflection and refinement, but it's all one way. Nobody can throw a tomato at you from your podcast. (laughs) Um, What are your thoughts on, on how, and should we encourage people to maybe step out from behind the audio only to maybe try it in person? I really think that, well, I think that for me, I was writing about, I was writing about this this morning. I've been writing about it this week that like as a stand-up comic, sort of like, a, I think a trap you can fall into is that like, um, that it's like embarrassing to be an optimist. Like it's like when you do stand-up comic, like people are like, oh, and this is what's wrong. And this is what's wrong. And this is what's wrong. And um, I don't know. Uh, I was just, I was thinking about that and that if I were gonna, like encourage someone I would be like just like try things out and like don't just fall into what's already out there but I think that like the thing about stand-up that is so cool that I'm sort of like now I'm gonna start releasing clips and like I'm nervous about that I'm I'm nervous about putting recordings out there that people can like watch in any room at any time. Whereas like, cause what's cool about standup is you go up there, you do like five minutes, you do whatever amount of time you get up there for, and you get to try out whatever you want to try out with immediate feedback. Like that is really, I mean, it's, it's kind of the best thing. You like immediately know if something's working the way it is. And if it's not, how much you're, you want to make it work and like what you can try next time. And, you know, with like podcasting, with audio editing, you can like immediately tinker, you can tinker yourself to death. Um, <laughs> death by a thousand with, tinkers. Yes. Yeah, death by a thousand tinkers. But like with stand up, you got to like go back and you got to run through it. And you got to like think about how much it's worth, that thought is worth to you. That thought that you like had in the shower got out like got your notebook wet and then like you did it on stage and people were like what like what yeah. you? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> um but then you're like but how yeah i don't know it's a, i think it's it's like if you want if you have the impulse to try stand up you should just try stand up you should absolutely try it because um i think about the first time i did it and i almost i don't think there's a single joke i did the first time i did stand up that i still do but i never would have known what works for me and what I wanted to feel like on stage. Like it, you just have to like do it and play with it. And it is like, it's different than podcasting because it's not private. You just, you're figuring it out in front of everybody. And that's, I think what people hmm. are scared of, but it's really, it's, it's really clear, good feedback. <laughs> so <laughs> immediamento. Yeah. Are you, um, what are you slash are you trying to accomplish anything in particular with your stand up? So clearly you're interested in like why we laugh and what's the purpose of laughing, but stand up comedy could just be an outlet. I'm 
damn, I love to make people laugh and I'm good at it. So I'm going to go make everybody laugh. Could be yeah. just one. I'm doing it for the sheer visceral fun of making people laugh. But are, or are you trying to figure out what makes them laugh or why do they laugh? Or is this joke funny after this, but not funny if it's first or like there's, there's a million rabbit holes there. Well, I definitely think that, um, I know how to make people laugh. Like I know what makes people laugh because I've been, you know, trying to make people laugh since I was a kid. And so I know what works and what doesn't. And the, in, the comedy that I'm interested in doing is like the kind of laugh that you do. So you, you laugh when you look at things a new way. So like when, um, that's why like I interviewed, um, Casper Adiman, who is a baby laughter scientist. So, and it was really cool to talk to him. That's and he a was cool like, job. It's so cool. <laughs> and he is like the nicest guy too. Like I would trust my babies with him. Well, how could you and not be nice if you spend your whole time trying to figure out how to make babies laugh? You have to be a pretty nice person. <laughs> really nice. And the, and the things like the science that he was explaining to me, I was like, this is really cool. Like one thing is, um, kids, and everyone, they laugh, you laugh eight times as often if you are sitting with someone else. So like, if you can think about like, um, if you think about like, if you're watching stand up, even if it's great stand up, if you're watching alone, you might like chuckle a couple times, but you're, even if you're loving it, you're really not laughing. But if you're watching it with somebody else, you laugh so much more and it feels like it's a whole different experience. And that's because laughter is like really connected to connecting with other people. Um, and I think that that is like the kind of comedy too, that I really, I want to do. It's like the kind that's like you also like babies laugh and people laugh when they're watching babies because they can see them like looking at something a new way. Right. And I think like, that's the kind of joke that I'm really interested in. It's like, how do you like, like piercing through something and like having it look at a new, like a new way that people can connect to and identify with, but like is a, a new thought that is like the kind of comedy I'm excited about doing. And I'm like, nice. Like, I just want to, I'm, I want to keep being nice. Like sometimes I write a joke and I'm like, this joke would really do well, but like, who would it like serve besides like me making people laugh? just this one time like I don't think it would make things better and I like generally cut those like if they're harmful I definitely cut them if they're but like is that because you think that like so so I go to the show you tell that joke I laugh and okay so you're saying let's let's drop that joke are you saying because because just in the moment it's not great for the world or are you thinking about what I'm going to be thinking about when I leave and the next day I'm like ooh, I laughed at that joke like, not that ooh, you laughed at that joke, but that like, um, that like, oh, now I associate this thing. Like, if it's a really good joke, and not all my jokes are really good, but like, if it's a really good joke, then people remember that later when they think of that thing. And like, mm, do I want to mm. make that connection in their brain so that every time they see like whatever I made the joke about, like, they're gonna be like, oh, that's like this. And I'm now I hate people a little more or like, I don't know. There's just <laughs> something that's like, I generally like, those aren't the jokes that occur to me that often, but I just don't like, I just don't want to do them. There are plenty of comedians doing jokes that are like, that's clever. And 
depressing. And I think depressing is fine if it's true. I think it really is. But I just don't want to be like divisive for the sake of being divisive. I want to be, um, I just want to do something other than that, I guess. Communicate through laughter, I think. would be <laughs> yeah. Terrific. Uh, thank you for sharing. I think that's a terrific perspective. I, I haven't had a chance to, I, I don't think I've ever had a chance to talk to a stand-up comedy, stand-up comedian before. Um, so thanks for sharing the perspective about, I think there's a lot in common there about audio and podcasting and, and all those cool things. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. This is so great. Thanks a lot, Craig.